Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we're going to tell you about our good friends over at Bell Promo. Look, Bell Promo is the home of the 12-piece minimum on everything. They offer simplified pricing, one low setup, and never repeat setups, regardless of the number of colors, locations, or decoration method. Bell Promo has the largest inventory of product styles and colors and in top categories like drinkware, bags, writing instruments, and apparel. Bell Promo offers free samples and was one of the 2021 best places to work. So be the reason somebody smiles today and go check them out at bellpromo.com. That's B-E-L-Promo.com. And uh, tell them the Industry Insider said, yeah, why don't we say hi to Steve McFadden. Steven, how are you doing, sir? I am doing awesome. I'm actually uh, getting ready to head out in a few days to go for a trade show out in California again. So... Uh, but we're doing, we're actually creating a speakeasy for our booth. So that way we can keep everybody out. So I'm kind of excited. That's about. awesome. <laughs> I love a good speakeasy. I, I love a good speakeasy. I think you were part of the group that uh, that went up in Boston, right? We all went to a speakeasy. Were you part of that group? That, yes. That yes, I was there. And yeah, I it's kind of like been my thing when I go to big cities is to try to find them or like look up online and San Diego is kind of known for it on the gas lamp district. There's like yeah. half a half a dozen of them you can you can get to. So I was like, this yeah. will be in theme, and we also don't want to really meet with all the people that are going to be at the trade show. So we're gonna like keep them out and hide. Well, so we'll, we'll ask our special guest about uh, a couple, and because I think he's in the in the Atlanta area or was in the Atlanta area, and I think they've yeah. got a few down there. Maybe he knows a few about uh, about a, a few of those. But before we get to him, Meg, how are you doing? doing pretty good it's you know june 15th we are smack in the middle of our promotions e-social media campaign so it's really exciting to see all the fun stuff that's going on and and being put out there um again really excited for that show so i just love whatever can you believe 2022 is halfway over i i i'm like what well i lost like the first month and a half with like covid and long covid and then i'm like oh my god it's like march what happened yeah, I lost the first like five and a half months because my kids are constantly bringing crap home from daycare. So I'm constantly sick. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 my life. <laughs> so our special guest today is Pat Patton with PPAI. And uh, we're super excited to talk about Promotional Products Works Week and uh, Promotional Products Works Expo that just took place. And uh, just really excited to talk all things, uh, you know, sort of PPAI and what's happening with the Promotional Products Works. Um, but Pat, it's customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, how you got started in the promotional products industry, and maybe what you've been up to since. So take it away. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I had a very unique path to the promotional products uh, industry because, you know, I think none of us really come out of it and sort of go, hey, we're going to go work in promotional products, right? It's sort of a path we, we find our way there. But I, for a long time, cut my teeth in actually radio sales and print advertising sales. Mm. And uh, from there, work down Atlanta, as you said, um, which I can say this, Jeff, I don't know a lot of speakeasies down that way, but I will say in Gettysburg, there's a phenomenal speakeasy, which I think is close to you. It is. And yep. then in Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania, there's a great speakeasy 
over that way. But the one in, in Gettysburg, I never went to the one in Bethlehem. I did, but the one in Gettysburg is actually near the cemetery, I mm. think. And it's one of these things. It's a hidden door. And unless you're going to it, you're not going to wander close to it at all. And so it's a really cool little place. That's, that's cool. awesome. That's cool. See, yeah. I had heard about one that was in Atlanta that was, uh, I think you get in like through a phone booth or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you'll have me back again, if I do a good enough job this time, I'll tell you about that. I'll reach out to a couple of my buddies down there and see, you know, if they've gone to it or not. That's but, funny. Um, yeah, I've never had. But no, back to this. So cut my teeth in, in that stuff and then uh, took a unique turn, got into higher education. And I uh, did fundraising, things like that for a couple of um, uh, universities, my alma mater, Reinhardt University, then uh, Penn State. That's what brought me up here to, to uh, Pennsylvania. And then um, I got a call from uh, somebody saying, hey, we're looking for somebody to do some recruiting mergers and acquisition, you know, for um, for for one of the top distributors. And uh, I said, you know, took a chance and did it. And I did that for the last three and a half years. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, and was ready to make a move to see more about the industry as a whole. And so that's what brought me to PPAI. I've been here now for roughly about four weeks, five days. I think it's the longevity I've been with PPAI. And uh, I am my, my role is the, uh, the distributor engagement manager for, uh, for, for uh, PPAI. That's awesome. So, Look, I, I know we like I said, we want to talk to about promotional products works week. We want to talk about uh, you know, this new thing that PPAI is doing called the promotional products work expo. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we won't dive too too deep into that, but you know, it's something new that PPAI is doing and we're, you know, certainly people are excited about hearing about it and you know the experience there. So um, how how do you wanna how do you wanna take you wanna talk promotional products works weeks first and really what that is? Maybe people don't know what promotional products works week is. One, it's funny because you mentioned that because being in the side that I was in, in the promo industry, I knew that PPAI existed, Promotional Product Workweek existed, but being in the recruiting mergers acquisition side of it, I wasn't so much involved with the salespeople on a lot of that stuff. So my forefront of really wasn't on that side of it. Outside of it, we'll say the Promotional Product work, um, Works uh, website, the old one that was, that was there prior to DTU this year. And the reason why I say that is because it was – um, you could actually see, you know, when you were searching for a distributor at the time, you were able to go in there, find a distributor close to you and be able to do that. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff, though, changed uh, with DDU this year. Um, and, and for the people that don't know what DDU is, I want to speak of direct to you, the, uh, the virtual um, uh, expo put on by PPAI. But, you know, going back in history on this stuff, PPAI has been reaching in uh, users since about 2000. The re- how they did it early on was through SHRM, which for any HR person, professional, SHRM is an association you join to um, to really continue your education, understand uh, the HR capabilities, everything like that. But they used to meet with them to talk to them about the importance of promotional products. So that was really the first wedge, you know, that I can you know see that was really driven into going let's really you know start to educate the outsiders of promotional products about the importance of it it's not just the importance of uh buying them and all that stuff it's also rolling down to the importance of actually you know um sustainability with them the importance of um product uh responsibility and and everything that goes into that all the th- all the stuff that you know prop 65 everything like that that comes into it. um you know and then and about 
I want to say 2014, there was a more aggressive approach to this. And that's when the board with PPAI really started going, well, how can we really unify this? And it's, it was grassroots up until then, right? And it's still a little bit grassroots coming into 2015. But, you know, there's there's a lot of thought process going, what can we do behind it to really help put a little bit of umph behind it, put some more energy behind it? And so that's when the board actually met and um, created the Get in Touch campaign. What was it? Get, get in touch. touch. Oh, Get Touch. Yep. Yeah, sorry, my southern draw might come out a little bit, so I start to run words together really fast. That's okay. Apparently, I have a New Jersey accent or some type of New Jersey accent I've been told lately, and <laughs> I say black backpack weird. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I mean, talking about I've backpack. been told I need, a, I need a translator at times for me because, I mean, it might start coming out like this. Every now and again, you just got to go, whoa, pump it. <laughs> See, <laughs> Last week we had a friend from the Midwest on. We should have asked him to say backpack because if you've ever heard somebody from the Midwest say backpack, they say it weird. Let me do tell they you. really? That's backpack. 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 Yeah, backpack. backpack. Yep, my backpack. backpack. See, so yeah, it's funny getting a northeastern in the in the south, and then you're back. Oh, there yeah, you backpack. go. Oh. There you go. <laughs> See, backpack. I just called a book bag. Yeah. Not even a back. Not even a backpack. Just a book bag. So do you say yeah. sneakers or tennis shoe? Shoes. 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 Just shoes. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't sneakers. specify dress shoes, sneakers, any of that stuff. It's just shoes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, would I, would I would probably say sneakers. Yeah, I say sneakers. Shoes. Yeah. When I joined the Navy is when I realized that not everybody called them sneakers. They were like, "No, we call them tennis shoes." I'm like, "But what if you're playing soccer?" And then I'm like, then they're tennis shoes or soccer shoes. I, like, I call them uh, feet, let's, feet let's gloves. The what do you call? What do you call uh, like uh, a Coke product? Oh, yeah, I call it, it Coke if it's Coke. Not, I think Shannon Laredo actually posted something and I laughed so hard because she goes, and I wanted a Diet Coke, Dr. Pepper or something like that. And I was like, I, I see what she's doing, Miss Texas. But no, if you call it by its brand. <laughs> so exactly. It, I call it Coke Jersey. and then they go, well, what kind do you want? Do you want this or that? And I'm going Sprite. Yeah. Yeah, what kind oh, of Coke do you want? I want a soda, please. I'll have a Dr. Pepper. Thank you. And goodbye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. no sorry okay, about so that get in no, touch. yeah the get in touch campaign um thank you for bringing that back jeff <laughs> no problem um no it's in a, you know, that campaign was started in 2015 but actually was uh decided to start in 2016 it came up with in 2015 decided to start in 2016 and it was funded actually by um the strategic fund within ppai and, and this is something we put out there is, is $1.5 million that was funded towards it. And this is really that first little get there to, to help, you know, push more stuff. That A lot of that stuff was done through AMA um, and Adweek, where a lot of that stuff was. And what I found really interesting in doing the history on this and learning more about this was the first sort of um, gathering of information for this was done through LaGuardia. You know, and, and this now this wasn't for the 20, uh, 2015 funding. This was back in you know early 2000s. But they started this stuff and, you know, doing this in LaGuardia to where you could still go into airports, do, uh, you know, get get some information for people flying through and everything like that. And then that's where we started producing these percentages of saying how many people use promotional products. You know, how long do you hang on to them? What it, what exactly attracts you to them? And so that's where a lot of this stuff started. But. Going back to what happened in 2015, um, they started going through uh, AMA. They started going through um, uh, uh, 
a couple of other uh, avenues in in really gathering more information to help heighten awareness of what promotional products works or what promotional products can do for a buyer and making sure to educate the buyer because the the point of this is to really help be a voice of the industry right and to help be able to um get the uh get in buyers educated to where when they come to the uh the the when they talk to a promotional product professional you know they have the information they need in order to make it an easier um an easier thing for them you know it's something that we preach here in in this industry i know you I hear charity saying it a lot um use promo we're in the promotional products industry right like we we use promo to sell promo it's all about coming back to self promos and it's not just about slapping a logo on something anymore because i mean where i love this sns shirt i'm gonna wear this for work i'm not gonna wear this polo out you know anywhere else so if it it had like a really cool message on it or something like that i would definitely wear it out you know every day and it's the same thing with these promotional products um, that we're using for this social media campaign. Like we didn't just slap the Promotions East logo. We were very creative in curating a fun message that our influencers could spread. And I think that goes right along with the promotional products work. Like we're showing you how to use promo to either generate a buzz or a discussion or whatever to actually sell promo. And we're providing great case studies. So exactly. I, this might actually be a, a really good case study for that week. But um, I know generally you guys usually have promotional products work week right after leave. Um, this year in particular, it's moved to September. And then you guys kind of replace that with this expo of sorts. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us just a little bit more about like this expo, like how it came to be and and did it everything that you expect happen? Did it like tell us? Tell yeah, us a that, I guess in my head when I when I hear expo too, I'm thinking trade show. I'm thinking yeah. This, and I, this yeah. obviously would be different, right? The formatting and, and stuff. So yeah. tell us about it. No, and, and that's a great question. So out of all this um, in DDU this year, it was announced that we're going to do a promotional product works expo. Um, what we wanted to do to begin with is is really understand you know how we can effectively make this a long lasting experience for uh, distributors and suppliers and 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 users and buyers and so you know what we did is um this past wednesday uh that'd be uh may 18th uh last month it's june 15th pat it is june 15th today a month ago we did this we did this ppw expo and it was really rolled out as a beta version a preview and the reason is because we do have a um an event that we're going to happen in september um i do want to touch on the promotional product works week though the 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 idea of it though now is we're going to make it a rolling effort of doing educational sessions all throughout the year instead of focusing on one time try and create you know these little um pockets of opportunity for not only you know the people that work in the industry but also for people that, that work outside the industry that might be the buyers of this. But this event was um, an end-user uh, virtual show. And so what that looked like, guys, is for the people that were at the DTU show, it was that platform with an end-user component to it. Um, in that end-user component, you know, you we, we separated information out. So, you know, the, the distributor and supplier would see certain information that the end-user would not. Um, the end user was free to walk around or to virtually roam uh, the, the show floor. 
do all that. It's very similar to if a um, if an end user went to or an in, I keep saying end user end buyer went to uh, went to a virtual went to a show a regional show right an end user or a um, a uh, an end buyer show. Heck, and, it's it's no different than them going onto a supplier website. And, you very know, similar. You just you know because you can just go from one to the next kind of thing. But the, the the different caveat to that is is that they did have opportunities to talk to suppliers, things like of that. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, just the information that, shared. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. But Stephen, even with that, you know, these guys were able all of communication between um, end buyer and supplier was captured, and then there is therefore the information is given to the distributor. We track all the end buyers uh, through the distributors because they registered them. Uh, the registration process was pretty um, pretty seamless. In, in the process of when you go on, let's say, you know, Meg, you're a supplier, Jeff, um, you know, let's, let's call you the, uh, the end buyer and, and Steven, you're the distributor. You would go on there, Steven register would put, would invite Jeff, Jeff would accept. And then Jeff could go in there at any time throughout that day and talk to Meg or talk to any other the suppliers there and be able to, you know, gain some knowledge about products and things out there. And it's really beneficial sometimes. Oh, hold on real quick, Jeff. Just because I feel like sometimes the suppliers, hold on, can really sell their product a little bit better too. I mean, we kind of know the ins and outs of it. Whereas someone like Steven, he's got he's got all these products and all these you know suppliers, and then like fifty different people who sell the same T-shirt. Meg can tell you why you need that T-shirt, you know. <laughs> so it really gives like a whole different you know perspective on things too. Sorry, well, Jeff. And I'll say this real quick to that is. The one thing I told a lot of people when I worked for the distributor side of this is going rely on your suppliers. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and guys, y'all might disagree with me on this, but you know you're in, you know your buyer, right? But the suppliers know their product. And so if you tell the supplier the story you're trying to tell, let the supplier do the work for you. You know, let the supplier put the story together and do all that. Stephen might disagree with me on that. I, I see the little the little angst there, but that, that's it. my belief on it because you're there to help provide a, 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 a product to them that they want, but then, you know, find the person that's going to tell the story the best. Now, Jeff, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I was going to say with, with end users, as common as end user shows are in our industry, there's still a lot of end user show hesitancy in our industry, I think, uh, because we are 97% small business. And for some reason, uh, you know, mom and pop's uh, promo feels like they've got 100% of Coca-Cola's business, but they're like getting uh, less than a percent. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Here's my question. Like uh, in, in the scenario that you gave, Steven's the distributor. I'm the end user. Let's say you're another distributor, Pat, in this mm -hmm. uh, in this show. Are you able to see any of my information as the end buyer as a different distributor in that platform? No. No, you're not able. Because I know from from the from the D two U that that platform, I know like if you go into a room, you can see who's there, their name, and all that good stuff. So, what information is exactly available? Like how how is PPAI protecting that anonymity? It's a great question. So one of the things we did is we went in, and the chat format is still there, right? And there were multiple people chatting in there, which was really cool to see. Um, exhibitors, uh, a couple of in buyers. Um, even chatted in there, which is really fun to see that. But it, what it all said was, you know, so and so, so and so name, and then it told if they were an exhibitor, a um, distributor, or if they were a um, uh, in buyer in there. But there's no other information there. 
in that. Um, and now where that information changes is the suppliers are able to see a little bit more information about the end user, because to me, that's going to help, you know, the supplier, you know, share the narrative, tell the story a little bit more if they're knowing exactly where it is. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of these things to where we wanted to make sure that there was not a feel of so-and-so is going to be able to contact, you know, this, this buyer at that time. And the other flip side of this guys too, is that I firmly believe, you know, within this industry, it's a friendly competition, right? And so I don't think so-and-so would go and try and, you know, talk to a buyer here, you know, do something malicious like that. I don't, I don't think that's the intent of this industry at all. When we roll something out like this, it's more so how can we help to grow this industry from 23 billion to 50 billion, you know, and, and be able to continue to help grow knowledge about this industry to make it better. Does it have the opportunity for you to go through with, with your person? So like, if I want to bring, like I register um, a buyer, like, can I see what they're seeing? So that way I can try to fit it into programs that I am educated about as opposed to the other way around. Like, I don't know the formatting digitally, how that worked, but like, can you join a room or go into place at the same time as, as your end buyer? That's a great question, Stephen. So one of the things that we're looking at doing after this beta rollout is trying is incorporating things like that. Um, so much okay. so that we might even have a functionality to where you could actually take your client in there for a one-on-one -on -one meeting with said supplier oh, and cool. be able to okay. have the storyboard written up for that one person, things like that. That's the reason why we're rolling out the beta version for it to make sure to see, first off, how is this going to be received? How, how did it take off? And then be able to go into it of going, okay, what other kind of improvements can we make on this to make it, um, you know, from year one to year five, you know, with this show. So essentially then the uh, promotional products work expo was essentially a PPI end user show, right? Yeah. Okay. So how then do we grow from that? How do we, how is that going to kind of grow from that? How is this going to relate to promotional products work week in September then? How are the two going to be like related? Well, if, if you think about it, promotional products work week is about, um, educating, you know, the, the buyers, educating you, know, the masses outside of promotional products work or promotional products. I, I keep getting promotional products work and promotional products. all. I know. It's, <laughs> I had to look up and think about the words when I was saying them. So I didn't mess them up. PBW and PPWW. And then PP. <laughs> and then just PP. Everywhere. I mean, if you think about it, one of, you know, one of the strategic goals of PPAI is we want to be the voice of the industry. So that's really what PP ww and ppw expo is all about exactly see i'm throwing all these together <laughs> the people that are going to be watching this are going to be going i can't boom mine's going this is too many pps and too many we'll put up a jargon chart in the uh in the, in, in the bottom <laughs> so people can see it so. exactly and i mean and so being the voice of the industry having that as one of our you know strategic goals you know that's the thing is we want to make sure we elevate the content and you know resource shared with buyers you know, and so because the thing is, is, you know, you want to make sure that, A, you know, the buyers know what's going on, you know, to make sure that, you know, let's say, Stephen, when, when you have a buyer come to you, you know, it's not so outlandish or something like that, that you're going, well, hold on, let me scale you back. Maybe they can already be educated enough to be there 
with what they need and everything, but also know, you know, about sustainability, about that stuff. So that's the stuff that's going to come into, you know, the, the, the PPWW side of it and product responsibility, all that stuff, right? The way that PPW Expo, this is a lot of P's and a lot of W's, come into effect, <laughs> is really, think about this. You do have um, distributorships that hold their own end-user expos, mm-hmm. right? But then you also have maybe a lot of distributorships that don't, they don't have the bandwidth to do it. And this is their opportunity to do it. Maybe they've got a buyer that's two time zones away. And this is their opportunity to really link up with them and, and be able to get, you know, them in, in, in the same uh, workspaces and to be able to do that. That's where a lot of this comes into it as too, is we're I, trying I feel to like, add a benefit to this. I, I feel like most, if not all of the regional associations are doing at least one end user show throughout the year. So why is this needed? Because you're saying, so the, the smaller, the smaller distributors don't necessarily have that bandwidth to be able to do their own, which I, I completely agree. We're 97% small business and a lot of those folks can't do their own uh, end user show. So because the regional is already doing that, why does PPAI need to do this digitally? Well, and, and I'm not saying the regionals do a bad job. The regionals do a great job. I sat on the TRASA board you know, for a little bit. And so in, in Trasa, they do a phenomenal job. OPA, PAPA, I'm not taking favorites here. Those are the ones I was more, you know, exposed to being in central PA. But it's it's one of these things to where this is a virtual side, to where virtual capacity is not, hasn't been rolled out yet. You know, yep. there is a great component of what the regional associations do with doing that stuff. And then, but once again, what happens if you're buyers in California and you can't really fly them in for the OPA, SAGNI, whichever show you know it is, here's the next cap- here's the next best capability there. Um, and Did you so, guys have a keynote or anything like any type of education during this as well? Yeah, and that was something I was going to get into. Is there was education looped, and that's going to be something that's going to continue okay. to grow. And the education that was there wasn't geared solely towards um, the the distributors. It was educating the end buyers as well about saying you know, about percentages, about, you know, why, you know, uh, um, promotional products are a good fit and, and what kind of, um, you know, stuff comes into it. Like, you know, it goes in down into one of the uh, stats was shared was talking about how many people listen to radio versus how many people don't. And that's changed drastically. Yeah. You know, for example, over um, through the pandemic that we had, you know, we also looked at, you know, how many people skip ads online or have yeah. ad blockers up, you know, this, the promotional product side of stuff, everything we're wearing right now is branded, you know, and, and, you know, it, it comes back to promotional products and essentially in, in some of that way. And so everything we do, you know, whether it's a hat, a shirt, you know, a pen, a book, majority of it has branding on it and, and comes from somewhere. Definitely. Yep. Now, what can we expect looking forward for promotional products work week? Is there anything like PPI is doing differently this year? Is there anything, what can we expect out of PPI this year to look forward to? Well, you know, some of the stuff we're going to look at is, is we're building out the, the like I said, the expo uh, for the fall. And and in that, you know, it's, it is going to be an end user uh, virtual. We are expecting to, to have it as a very good um, experience for everybody that signs up. Um, you know, we are going to um, really put some, um, a lot more off behind it. We're going to, we're going to, uh, continue to grow this and, and continue to allow this to 
this uh, experience to grow, to, to change in what it needs to be. Um, but, you know, with the Promotional Products Work Week and everything, you know, we are looking at continuing doing what we're doing, which is educating, you know, not only the, the, um, the people within the industry, but also people that are the buyers and outside the industry that are consistently looking at um, how to use promotional products and why promotional products over other mediums. I really think we need to educate distributors on how to invite and conduct themselves and their clients through an in-buyer show. That would be good um, webinar sometime. Yeah. I really think that that's why there's hesitancy. People think that they're just going to invite their clients. They're going to come through and they're going to walk the show. And then they're, it's basically like you're inviting your, you know, your sharks to swim in this pond. Um, and that's just not really the case. And Steven, like you had mentioned, like, you know, is there an opportunity for you to, you know, walk through the show with your clients? And I think the distributors that do that at these regional shows or wherever else there's end user shows uh, are the smart ones. They're, they're actually walking through the show with their clients. They're scheduling their clients the right way so that they can walk through the show with them. And then they're, they're actually, you know, talking with their end buyer to the suppliers about these programs or, or events that they may have coming up. And I think there's, there's so many people that just don't understand how, an end user show should be ran or how they can take part in it mm. to protect themselves and their customers. Um, but they're very prevalent. They're all over the place. So if you're not inviting your clients to an end user show, somebody else is. Mm -hmm. Steven, you, so. look like you have some like really strong opinions on this. I would like to just hear your side of it. And then I want to add something that, um, just yeah, I, uh, okay. So you know how like dads and children's yeah. television shows are always portrayed as dumb. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, it, it's true. Like, you watch any show, like Peppa Pig, and the dad's, like, like, not smart. Like, you just think, like, they're the worst people. It's um, – I feel like sometimes it feels like that when we talk about distributors. It's like – it's like he's like, we know your clients better than you do. We need to teach right. you how to invite people. And I'm like, that's true for some. But there's a lot of people that know how to do it, and I just – just to make sure I'm defending, you know, my point of view. So I'm like, so for me, it may fair, not resonate. Pat didn't say that we know your clients better than you. I didn't do. say that. We know said our product. Meg said it. No products. I meant when I if I said Meg that, said, and in some cases, we know your clients better than you do. I'm like, I, well, I hope not. I definitely don't. I'm saying I, I was fine. I'm, I'm going to sit back and watch guys. Hey, we got a spicy one. This is well, great. Oh, shit. <laughs> I said that. I take it back. I definitely don't. I do not want to deal with your customers. I We know our products is what I was yes. trying to say. So sorry about Faux that. Show. No, you're yeah. fine. I'm just cool. messing with you guys. I, it's it's all good. So and one other thing, I know people at this day and age are almost really tired of virtual components and virtual trade shows and the whole nine yards, mm -hmm. but there, it does add a value. It, it definitely adds a value when there are people across the country. For instance, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it up one last time. Um, during the Promotions East show that's coming up. Sorry, guys, I just have to talk about it. We wanted well, to have a virtual component to it, right? We really yeah. wanted to have, a, sorry, a hybrid component to it. So we actually have the promo show coming there. They're doing, they're filming the education. They're doing like supplier segments. And we're offering that for the people who can't make it because we want to be able to have as many attendees as possible, right? The more we can get in front of people, the more we can educate them. Um, and and I think it has to have a good balance. So even if it's, I don't think these virtual shows are ever going to replace these in, in person trade shows. Like we all find value in them. We love connecting with people. I was at one last month in SAGME and it was an end user show. 
And the for the most part, the distributors were walking around with them. And I, I really, I feel, I feel better as a supplier when they are babysat, when they are being handheld. And I don't feel like they're trying to make a deal with me. And, and I'm like, who's your, who's your supplier? Who's your distributor, man? Like, I don't, right. I'm not selling to you. I don't have time for that. So, and Pat, yeah. I, I'm actually really excited and, and glad that you answered my question the way that you did when I asked about the relevance of the show when there's so many regionals already doing in-user events. Because let's face it, most of the distributors in our industry aren't just dealing with people in their backyard. We're dealing with clients you know, across the country. And you're absolutely right. There's not a digital component that does this or allows people to have that access um, until now. So I'm, I'm glad that that's the way that you answered the question. That's the way that I saw it. And I'm really excited that, uh, that that's an opportunity that we're putting out to people. Um, you know, because if, if Stephen in North Carolina and he's got a client in California, you know, he's not going to fly somebody in from California to do an Indian show at camp. Uh, and it's actually the reason I think I've told you guys why we we went in when we did a virtual component for our our showroom. You know, because it's like I can't even show people the investment we made with our showroom unless I can do that. So we did the Matterport and did all that stuff. So same thing, just taking it to the next level with with our meetings. You know, and that's that's great. When the way I look at it too, you know, I, when I was on the distributor side, which I was on the distributor side as early, you know, in January and I was down in Orlando and, you know, we were, um, we were there, we were in Vegas, but I was down there, I was talking to a, a supplier and the supplier actually said to me, I'm going to, Hey, I'm not going to name the supplier, but the supplier said to me and said, I actually prefer the virtual shows over other things. And it's not really putting weight on it, but it's saying, you know, how can you better use, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of things. And, and that's what this one individual person said. And it's just one of these things to where you've got to be able to, with what happened with the pandemic, you've got to be able to pivot with everything that now we've been exposed to. Yeah. And and so how can we now encompass in-person shows, virtual shows, and not really have the um, fatigue that yeah. comes from, from a lot of the stuff. And so, you know, by looking at creating one end-user show throughout the whole year i think that only helps to heighten it and, and really helps to complement every other thing that's going around because that's what we want to do we want to comp we want this to complement all the other shows that are going on meg steven anything else to add no i'm excited to see where it goes and and see what the next development is and how it keeps adjusting and evolving and i think it's great very cool meg no, I'm, I'm excited for promotional products work week. I always have fun with that. I know you guys put a, a whole toolkit out for suppliers and distributors to use. And um, it's fun when you see people engaging in that and like seeing promo in the wild almost and or just just, just showing their case studies. It, it just gives a, another talking point. So I love well, it. And Meg, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that will be rolled out again this year. That is something, Good. as you said, with promotional product work week. The toolkit will be coming back out. That's going to be a, a member benefit to have of that. The video itself that we use it, somebody can usually book in to put their you know brand on front end and back end of the of the video. That's going to be there as well. So there's going to be a lot of things rolling out for um, for distributors, suppliers alike to continue to help grow. Awesome. Yeah. Hey Meg, who's the home of the twelve piece minimum on everything? Is it? Bell promo? 
It is our good friends over at Bell Promo. Look, they offer simplified pricing, one low setup on near uh, on uh, and never uh, repeat setups, regardless of the number of colors, locations, or decoration method. Bell Promo has the largest inventory of product styles, colors, and in uh, in top categories like drinkware, bags, writing instruments, and apparel. So, uh, Bell Promo offers free samples and uh, was the 2021 best place to work. Uh, so, look. Go check them out. Be the reason somebody smiles today. Uh, bellpromo.com. That's B-E-L promo.com. That's a very nice cactus margarita glass you got there, Meg. That came from our good friends over at Bell Promo, didn't it? It sure did. Our friend, our buddy Tom sent it to us. When we were when I was drinking out of my Travis during the ad read, I texted my daughter. I was like, bring me the cactus margarita glass. <laughs> She's like That's funny. at the door. And I'm like, there's one. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I should mention, I did, I did get my pinata in my, my bag. I don't know if you can uh, see it up there or not, but I've oh, got them, nice. I've got them resting on my shelf. So, so it did, it did come. My daughter t- was like child of the day and she's allowed to take a toy. And she, she took the pinata to school and this t- today's hat day. She wore the sombrero. I'm like, these That's funny. people. That's <laughs> awesome. my, my kids stole my sombrero. Like as soon as I was finished with that episode, they came home and they were like, Oh, I want this. Yeah. At least he was wearing it around like all yeah. day. So yeah. Adeline yeah. wore it to school today. So there's that. <laughs> somebody, stole my, somebody stole my sombrero. Promotion work. <laughs> yep, there you go. All right, guys. Well, listen, really, really appreciate you, Pat. Thank you so much for joining us and talking Thank to us all. about everything PP, PPW, PPWW, and all of those other acronyms. Uh, really appreciate your time and uh, super excited to hear uh, the news and looking forward to seeing where it goes. So until next time, guys, we'll see you. And Pat, thanks again. Appreciate Take you care, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.